I want to echo uh, many of John's thoughts about the, the new year, and we're actually going to spend a lot of time in this sermon talking about uh, what's coming down the road. Uh, this is the season of renewal. Uh, this is the season for uh, making a fresh start for New Year's resolutions. And I admit that this last week I've started some new habits, and this year is going to be different for me. I'm going to cling to those resolutions, and I hope it's the same for you this year in 2023. But also, there may be those here this morning who are seeking some renewal in different ways, perhaps some spiritual renewal, and aren't we all in need of spiritual renewal? Well, you picked a good Sunday to come this New Year's post-one-week New Year's Day. Uh, This is the time for new beginnings and fresh starts. Uh, So last week, we spent some time looking back at 2022. We used the passage from the prophet Isaiah as a conversation partner to help us reflect on how God carried us and supported us and really renewed us and was present with us in 2022. But this morning, we're going to go the other direction. We're going to look ahead. Uh, There will be some time and some space for some quiet reflection. We certainly want to uh, make our New Year's resolutions as a church community, but also uh, individually for you and your families. We're going to take some time at different intervals in this sermon to write out some thoughts, to write out some goals, or maybe just to sit there and prayerfully listen to Uh, what God is telling you and where God is leading you as we make this pivot to 2023. We're going to use 1 Peter as a conversation partner this morning. So if you want to turn to Peter's first letter, 1 Peter, if you start at the very end of your Bibles, 1 Peter is about seven books in. If you make it to Hebrews, you've gone too far. So 1 Peter, we're going to be in the second chapter And the reason why we're choosing 1 Peter is because the mission of this church, uh, the the four statements of purpose and mission, are really embedded in these verses. And so we're going to work through these four statements this morning. If you would, put the title slide up with those four statements. Worshiping God, bringing people to faith, conforming to the image of Jesus, And finally, caring for those in need. And if you are waiting for the animations there, you could always look at our banners. Uh, And just looking at our banners, uh, one of the things that I am reminded of is that life is full of twists and turns and wrinkles. And we pray that God would renew and iron out those, those wrinkles. So we want to renew our mission this year in 2023. These four statements of who we are in Christ. We want to bring these statements to the front of the room. So these statements have been in the back of the room, uh, not just for a certain number of years, for, for decades. These have been statements that have shaped who we are as a people. They've actually been posted all over the place for years. But it's one of those things where 
it's so familiar, it is so uh, present that we actually, it, it disappears into the background. And we lose sight of them even though they are close to us. So we want to put these in a more prominent position so we can think about them. We're going to revisit these throughout the year. We're going to take one of these per quarter and really focus on, beginning in February, focus on what does it mean to be a people who worship God. Well, again, we find these in 1 Peter chapter 2, verses 4 through 12. And I'm going to read that here in a moment. But this is a letter that's written to people who are, are really having an identity crisis. Uh, they have, have really clung to their confession that Jesus is Lord, not the Caesar, uh, not these Roman gods, but the crucified and risen Messiah, Jesus of Nazareth, is Lord. And because these people are holding on to that faith, these churches are clinging to that, they are having to pay a price. They're being maligned for their faith. They're being made fun of. It's costing them economically. They're not able to make uh, those business partner relationships, those, those relationships that happen at the temple because of their confession that Jesus is Lord. So Peter is writing this passage, really this whole letter, to remind them of their identity, to remind them who they are, whose they are, and and what they're supposed to be doing in their present circumstances. So let's hear the word of God from 1 Peter chapter 1, uh, 1 Peter chapter 2, beginning in verse 4. Hear the word of God. As you come to him, to Jesus, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious. You yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. For as it stands in Scripture, and here's a quote from Isaiah, Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious. And whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. So the honor is for you who believe. But for those who do not believe, the stone that the builders rejected has become the cornerstone. And a stone of stumbling and a rock of offense. They stumble because they disobey the word as they were destined to do. Verse 9, but you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for his own possession, that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. Once you were not a people, but now you are God's people. Once... You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. Keep your conduct among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, they may see your good deeds and glorify God On the day of visitation. May God bless the reading of his word. 
So this morning, I invite you to consider the image that Peter really brings up as the anchor of this passage. And that quote from Isaiah, uh, we find it in chapter 2, verse 6 of 1 Peter. Behold, I am laying in Zion a stone, a cornerstone, chosen and precious. Whoever believes in him will not be put to shame. A cornerstone. Peter is referring to Jesus as a cornerstone, this This metaphor that most likely is that foundation stone, that that first stone that is set in the building of a new building, there in the corner. In the Greco-Roman world, sometimes there was a ceremony attached to the laying of this cornerstone. And this cornerstone had to be a perfect block. It had to be because the foundation And the walls that would be laid on top of this foundation would have to align with the angles of the cornerstone. So the cornerstone needed to have perfect 90 degree angles. Well, this morning as we think about 2023, as we look ahead at our spiritual goals, we would do well to consider the foundation of our house. Because anything less than the foundation of Jesus Christ is a shaky foundation at best. The integrity of our house will be compromised if Jesus has not set the angles of our walls. And so that's what Renewal Sunday is all about. Realigning ourselves with the cornerstone. And this should come as no surprise that Peter, in talking to a group of people who are being challenged with their identity, he takes them to the foundation of their faith. He reminds them that the core of who they are and whose they are and, and what they're supposed to be doing in their present circumstances finds its foundation in the cornerstone of Jesus Christ. And so as we look ahead, we have the opportunity this morning to align our thoughts and our plans, our time, our energy, our wills, our service, To the pattern that Jesus sets. In other words, what Jesus was about in his life and his ministry and his death and his resurrection is what the church is about. It's what we are about here at Brentwood Oaks. So I would invite you this morning to look at those four statements. You could either do this on the back of your order of worship or we have our Renewal Sunday cards. On the back of these you will have the four statements written with some lines under each one. And what I plan to do over the next few minutes is I will offer a few comments. I'll have a scripture reference from the passage we just read from 1 Peter. And then we'll have some time of quiet reflection where you can look ahead and think about uh, what you're committing to with these four statements in 2023. So let's begin with worshiping God. If you want to write as a scripture reference there, 1 Peter chapter 2 Verses 4 and 5. I'll reread that now. As you come to Him, a living stone rejected by men, but in the sight of God, chosen and precious, you yourselves, like living stones, are being built up as a spiritual house to be a holy priesthood, to offer spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. There are a lot of metaphors there in that passage, building metaphors. We are these living stones that are being built into a spiritual house. But in terms of that first statement, worshiping God, I want to hone in on the idea of being a holy priesthood. 
Or as Peter will say later in verse 9, a royal priesthood. As believers, we are part of a priesthood. In Christ, we are priests. We are priestesses. We represent Christ to the world. That is our role as a holy and royal priesthood. And part of our priesthood is to offer up what Peter calls spiritual sacrifices. And so this is our worship. We offer up sacrifices, the sacrifice of our time and our energy and our service to others. In our corporate worship, we offer up the sacrifice of praise, the fruit of our lips, the focus of our thoughts, the meditations of our hearts. And as we leave the assembly, as we are sent out, we continue that worship in lifting up sacrifices of these different acts of love for others, uh, the church, uh, our neighbors, even our enemies. We offer our whole selves to God in praise and adoration and thanksgiving. We are worshiping creatures in many ways. God has wired us for worship. So with this idea of being part of a priesthood, offering up spiritual sacrifices, on your Renewal Sunday card, there's some space for you to write out your goals for worshiping God. How will you give more of yourself in worship in 2023? Maybe on the negative side, it's thinking about shunning idols that that vie for our affection, that draw our gaze away from God. On the positive side, it may be committing ourselves to participate more in corporate worship or in service to others. Or maybe it's a commitment to restart or even jumpstart that rhythm of worship for you and your families. Let's take a minute, a minute and a half, to think about where God is leading us to commit to worshiping God in 2023. Our next statement is bringing people to faith. And if you want to mark as a, a scripture reference, 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 9. So right after Peter reminds them of their identity, you are a chosen race, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, people of God's own possession. Peter then reminds them of the mission that you, and that you there is plural, so in Texan that's y'all, that y'all may proclaim the excellencies of the one who called you out of darkness and into his marvelous light. It's the gospel story right there. But if you're ever confused about your mission here in the world, it's this. We are the proclaimers. And in proclaiming, in word and in deed, we are bringing people to faith. Now, this is multifaceted. Uh, There's one aspect of bringing people to faith and that we are bringing people to greater faith. And that really ties into what we do here as the church, the teaching ministry, and, and passing on that faith. Whether it's in our stage of life classes on Sunday morning or the various classes we have during the week. Or passing the faith on to the next generation. Passing that baton of faith, if you will, to those who are coming behind us. But on the other hand, bringing people to faith is the task that we find in the book of Acts. It is to be a witness wherever we go to be a witness to the Lord Jesus Christ. So this speaks to our mission to people who are far away, people in other nations. This speaks to our mission 
to the people in our own backyard here in Austin, Texas, people who do not know God, our task is to declare, to proclaim the excellencies of the one who called us out of darkness into his marvelous light. So on this Renewal Sunday, in thinking about this statement as we look ahead, what is God calling you to commit to in terms of bringing people to faith? Is it more participation in the teaching ministry, the teaching life here? Is it sharing your testimony to God's goodness to a neighbor or a coworker? Is it committing yourself to faith in 2023? Maybe you're out of rhythm and you have the opportunity to do that. How will you participate in God's mission to bring people to faith in 2023? Let's write down our goals for the next minute. Our our third statement is conforming to the image of Jesus. If you want to mark or write down a scripture reference, 1 Peter 2 verse 11. Again, this this passage in 1 Peter 2 is a roadmap for these four mission statements. So Jesus tells his disciples that if anyone would come after me, he must deny himself, must pick up his cross and follow me. And I don't know about you, but I need a lot of help with that. I need supernatural help. And really the better way to phrase this is not that we conform to the image of Christ. That, uh, In other words, we become more Christ-like. But we are people who are being conformed. God is the chief actor in that process. There is a partnership with us and God. God helps us to become the people that God has called us to be by the work of His Spirit. But this is what 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 11 says as one aspect of conforming to the image of Jesus. Peter says, Beloved, I urge you as sojourners and exiles to abstain from the passions of the flesh which wage war against your soul. So as we conform to be more Christ-like in our spirit and in our conduct, which is really the shape of the cross, becoming more selfless, it also involves letting go of some things, letting go of some, some vices, letting go of some sins that threaten to undo us. So in 2023, where is God calling you to be more conformed to that pattern of the life of Jesus, the image of Christ? Where is God calling you to surrender more of your will? Is there something that you're clinging to, that you have clung to, that you need to let go in 2023? In what ways is God calling you to be more like Jesus this year? Let's take a minute to think about that and reflect. Finally, our last statement of who we are in Christ as a people, what we have devoted ourselves to here at Brentwood Oaks, is caring for others in need. And here is where the scripture reference 1 Peter 2 verse 12 is helpful to us in framing what our our care is all about, what our good deeds are all about. I quoted a man named Klein Snodgrass a week ago who said, Salvation is not from good works, but it surely is for good works. We have been saved for a purpose. We have been saved and newly created and renewed in order that we may do the good works of loving God loving neighbor, loving the church, even the hardest one of all, loving our enemies. But this is what Peter says in verse 12. Keep your conduct 
among the Gentiles honorable, so that when they speak against you as evildoers, and this was happening there in those churches, they may see your good deeds and glorify God on the day of visitation. There is a purpose for our good deeds. Not only is it a response to God's grace that flows from God's love that He has outpoured to us. I know of many people who have come to faith because they were on the receiving end or they were witnesses to good works and love and care done through the church. A reflection of the Spirit of Christ within us. But Peter gives us another layer here to our good works, especially toward unbelievers. Somehow, our good works will lead people to worship God on the day when Christ returns. Our good works will draw the gaze of others to recognize God and glorify God. So in 2023, as we think about the witness element of our good deeds... Where is God calling you to grow in your caring for others in need and the witness that's attached to that? Is this committing to more service, voluntary service? Is it committing to more ministry opportunities here at Brentwood Oaks? Are there certain habits that you can cultivate of caring for others in need? Whether it's a phone call or writing a card or visit or whatever it may be. Where is God calling you to commit more this year? Let's take one more minute to do this. So this is our mission. It has been our mission for decades. Uh, The landscape has changed. In many ways, our culture has changed. There have been some major societal shifts. But the compass is still the same. Jesus is the center And these mission statements, which is really an expansion of love, God, love, neighbor, the two greatest commandments, is our compass for how we navigate life, no matter what situation we're in. But in 2023, we have the opportunity to commit even more to worshiping God and bringing people to faith and conforming to the image of Jesus and caring for people in need. We have the opportunity to live our lives in these different facets, these different areas, by aligning our will and our conduct and aligning our whole being around the foundation of our faith, around the cornerstone. So we think about the angles, uh, the angles that Christ has set for our foundation. If you're going to continue the metaphor, the angles of the cross, it is a cross-shaped life that we are really after as we conform to the image of Jesus. Jesus said it best in the context of worry and anxiety in the Sermon on the Mount. He says, Seek first the kingdom of God, and all of these things shall be added unto you. That is where renewal begins. Spiritual renewal begins whenever we place God as the top priority in our lives. As we button the top button or whatever metaphor you want to use, build our foundation on Him. This has an everlasting, eternal impact on our lives and on the generations that follow us. So over the next few weeks, we're going to unpack these statements a little more. We're going to revisit these statements uh, throughout the year. But I want to begin our time, our year in 2023, by first lifting up a prayer and then offering up an invitation. So as you think about all that you've written down and the thoughts that have come through your minds, uh, let's bring these things to God in prayer. Let's pray. 
Our Father in heaven, this truly is your world. You've given us everything that we need to be the people you've called us to be, most notably your son, the chief cornerstone, the one in whom we find salvation, but also the one in whom we find a pattern for living. Help us, Lord, to align our lives around the cornerstone. We need help especially in the areas of worshiping God, bringing people to faith, conforming to the image of Jesus and caring for others in need. These were the priorities of your son. May they be our priorities as well in 2023. We pray for renewal as we seek to walk in the rhythm of worship this year. May you receive all the glory in our lives as we proclaim the excellencies of the one who called us out of darkness and into his marvelous light. None of this would be possible without your intervention, without the cross, the forgiveness of sins, without the empty tomb and the new life that we have in you and your spirit that resides in us. Thank you, Father, for continuing to watch over your people here at Brentwood Oaks. We pray all this in the name of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. And together we say, Amen. The gospel at its core is a gospel of invitation. God does not force our hands. He could. God does not coerce. God has not created... A bunch of little puppets that uh, do his bidding at his command. No, God meets us where we are. God has revealed who he is through Jesus Christ, the God of an incredible love. And it's out of that love where God invites us to come to him. And maybe in the past we have misaligned our priorities uh, around the cornerstone or away from the cornerstone, well, we have the opportunity now with a fresh start in 2023 to reset our priorities, to renew our commitment to God and His saving power. If you would like to respond to that good news that the true King is on His throne and He wants a relationship with you, we invite you to come as we stand and as we sing.